This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 373. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 373. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Mamas, it is true. Shameless Mom Con 2020 tickets are on sale now. If you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock, Shameless Mom Con is a world class conference for shameless moms happening in Seattle on March 26th, 27th, and 28th of 2020. This event kicked off last year in 2019, and it was such a raging, wild, fabulous success. I knew immediately from the moment Shameless MomCon 2019 began, I knew we would be doing it again in 2020. So we are back. It's happening. It's going to be double the pleasure, double the fun. We're doubling the size of the event. It sold out last year so quickly that I knew I had to double the size this year to accommodate more of you. So more of you can come and be shameless moms with me. You can come and connect with other shameless moms. The things, the magic that happened last year with moms showing up in this space just blew my mind over and over again. But the most important, impactful, powerful piece was that 
These shameless moms who showed up last year left with new friends, new relationships, new connections, and so much hope around the life they knew they could build, given the tools that they were given at Shameless MomCon, the confidence that they cultivated at Shameless MomCon, and the new connections that they were able to make. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience, and I cannot wait to do it again. And I want you to be there. So here's the deal. Early bird tickets are on super sale right now for a very limited time. And we're offering, because so many of you said you wanted to bring friends the second year, we're offering a buddy rate. So you can actually get two tickets at an even lower discount. So super sale situation going on here. I want you to go over and check everything out over at shamelessmomcon.com. That's shamelessmomcon.com. You'll get access to tickets. You'll see everything that's included with your ticket, all the details of the event and more. So again, go to shamelessmomcon.com. I'll see you over there and I will see you at Shameless MomCon 2020. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I hope it's a great day so far. It's about to get better, I promise. Because every time you get a little more shameless, your day gets a little more better, right? A little more better? (laughs) That might be redundant. That's how we're going to start today. We're going to start today with all the extra words. It's about to get a little more better. So here we go. I want to talk to you today about why and how and what you should build and why and how you should build something you're ridiculously proud of. So here is the thing. I was actually thinking through this episode and I was like, oh, I'm super excited to talk about like all the different things I can encourage shameless moms to build. And then I thought, are they just going to feel super stressed out? Because I'm like, you should go build something. You don't have enough going on. Why don't you go add a few more things to your plate? I know you have so much free time, right? So that's not at all what this episode is about. I am not here to add more things to your plate. I am here to give you a creative outlet. I am here to give you a place and an opportunity to find a purpose, to cultivate a passion, to be of service in ways that light you up. I think all those things are really, really important. And often those are things that fall by the wayside in motherhood. And we don't even recognize how desperately we need these spaces to create something, to be of service in a certain way, to cultivate a passion or find a purpose. We don't realize it until we're so far disconnected from things that are meaningful to us that we don't know how to find our way back. And so I want to encourage you to consider building something because it will impact you in a deep and profound way in terms of you feeling like you're building your legacy in a more dynamic way, or in terms of feeling like you're giving back in a way that really impacts you in a positive way, or for you to just have a creative outlet that makes your brain work and fire on a different cylinders. Are there multiple cylinders? Now I'm like talking car talk. So, but really just to get this, a sense of the opportunities that you might have to show up in different ways and let your identity grow and expand in different ways. Because often in motherhood, we are so wrapped up in our identity in motherhood and oftentimes our identity in our marriages that we don't see beyond that. And that comes at at a great expense and a great sacrifice to our own identity and things that maybe used to be really meaningful for us years ago, way back when. And I actually, there was a mom who posted in our private group, our private Facebook group over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook the other day. And she said something along the lines of like, I feel like I was a better person before I was a mom. Anyone else? And a bunch of people chimed in. They were like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, there's days where I feel that way. And I said, you're not. It's understandable that you would feel that way. But here's the thing. 
motherhood will break you 1 million times and sometimes 1 million times in a single day. But in the process of all that breaking, like every time you are broken, there is some sort of tiny breakthrough that creates an opportunity for you to grow and evolve. And you often don't see that growth for a really long time, especially when you have littles, especially if you have multiple littles in close proximity. So if you're at home with like a one-year-old and a three-year-old or like a newborn, a three-year-old and a five-year-old, you're in it. Like you're not thinking like, wow, I've just grown so much lately. If anything, you're like, I've regressed. I am a shell of the person I used to be. And that's absolutely understandable. And all the more reason for you to be thinking about what can I build that allows me to tap into my truest self? Because usually our truest selves are not just wrapped up in motherhood and marriage. But we often are reduced to only existing in those roles. And not to say they're not phenomenal roles. They can absolutely be phenomenal roles, but we're often reduced to existing only in those roles because those roles are big and massive and time consuming and energy consuming and just like resource consuming, right? They take all of our resources many, many times, many days. So I want to encourage you to build something because it is absolutely important for your own sense of identity, for you to be tapped into who you are outside of marriage and motherhood, what makes you tick, what makes you excited, what makes you fired up and passionate, and what makes you feel like the best version of yourself. And when I think about this from before I had a child, it was anytime I could push myself physically. And I've been recently watching some people in the online space do really amazing physical things. And I've been so inspired I watched Rachel and Dave Hollis do this amazing challenge called 29029 Everesting, where basically you do this like mountain climb event. It's put on by Jesse Itzler, who is an endurance athlete. And he has this event where he gets you on a mountain. And so in Rachel and Dave Hollis's case, they did this mountain where if you hiked the mountain 13 times, it was the equivalent of going the distance of Mount Everest, which is just a little over 29,000 miles or 29,000 thousand feet. Sorry, not miles. 29,000 feet. Was it 29,000 feet? I don't know. I don't know what the measurements were. Anyways, it was the equivalent of doing Mount Everest. And they, so Rachel and Dave Hollis did this. They had 36 hours to complete it. You had to go up the mountain 13 times and there was a gondola at the top. So you rode back down and then you went back up. And I believe when they were all done, it was the equivalent. It was 30 miles, I believe when all was said and done. And so I'm watching this do this. And both of them are, they were posting about it on Instagram stories, talking about how hard it was, but also how amazing and transformational it was. Then a good friend of mine, Angela, just did this event called Run the Rut over in Montana, which was this almost 18 mile mountain run, mountain race. And I think it had like an eight hour cutoff or something. Um, And so, and she did that and she did it in seven hours and 45 minutes and she was nervous going into it. And then she just totally crushed it. So I watched her do that. And then I was watching Jesse Itzler, who I just mentioned a minute ago. So he's this endurance athlete. And he did this event called Last Man Standing, where you run 4.2 miles every hour for, I believe it's up to 24 hours or something along those lines. And so I watched him on his stories doing that. And the goal in that last man standing is if you do that for 24 hours, you will have run 100 miles in 24 hours. And he made it to 20 hours. He was the oldest person at the time that he ended the race, he was the oldest person there. He's 51. I don't know if there was older participants who dropped out before him or not, but he made it to 20 hours in, he ran 80 miles. And his wife, his wife is Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx. And she's a phenomenal 
hustler, business builder, just really impressive woman. And she was posting in her Instagram stories, his journey over the course of this 20 hours of him running this race. And I was just watching these stories and crying. So I'm watching people pushing themselves in these like massive, massive physical events and physical feats. And I'm remembering when I used to do that, (laughs) I used to do these things when I used to do half marathons and triathlons. And I'm remembering that feeling of like crossing a finish line and how big that feels and how momentous that feels to be part of something like that. And so I was thinking about this episode and why it's so important to build something you're ridiculously proud of. And it's because of that feeling. It's that feeling of pushing yourself into a new space that allows you to tap into a passion that allows you to cultivate something within you that really, truly lights you up. And a lot of you are like, yeah, running 26 miles does not light me up. Totally get it. But maybe taking photography of like sunsets and wildflowers does, or maybe putting together a book club and having girlfriends get together every month or every other week does. Maybe starting a side hustle does. There's so many things that we can build that can light us up in those ways that can let us tap into these pieces of ourselves that we often forget really mean something special to us and really actually are part of our identity and part of the framework of who we are as our truest, best, and most authentic selves. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, 
It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So that's why I believe that we should all be building things, not because I just want to give you extra work to do. (laughs) So with all that said, I'm going to tell you ways to build things. So I think often we get really overwhelmed. We think, well, if I'm going to build something like, do I have to quit my day job in order to build something? Maybe. And also definitely not like you can do that. That's not my recommendation. I am not someone who at all believes in like quitting one thing in a high risk situation and then taking a leap into the next thing. I am someone who likes to build something a little on the side, see how it goes, see how it feels. And then if it feels great, keep on building and growing that thing and grow it to a level that feels good to you. And maybe it always remains a fun little hobby, a fun little side passion. And maybe it becomes something way more than that. Maybe it becomes a business. Who knows? So you get to pick, you get to choose. I know for me, with when I was early on doing triathlons, doing distance running, I loved having creating a little community of women runners who I wanted to train with. That was super, super fun for me. And then ultimately I ended up building a personal training business. So you can do one and then you can do the other if you want, but it doesn't always have to evolve to that point. Hey mamas, before I share our first sponsor of the show with you today, I just want to give you all a shout out for supporting our sponsors. When you support our sponsors, you support the show, all the sponsor stuff, it all gets tracked. I know how many of you purchase things through our sponsors. I work really hard to make sure that I'm finding sponsors who, first of all, are a good fit for you all. And second of all, want to give you something awesome with a great deal. So just know that I'm really conscientious about that. And I absolutely appreciate and see you all being supportive of the show by supporting our sponsors. So just wanted to give that extra little shout out and thank you to those of you who actively support sponsors of the show to keep everything ticking, right? I provide a lot of free content every week. So anytime you can support the show in any way, it means the world to me. And I just wanted to acknowledge those of you who are out there doing that because I feel it, I see it, and it does make a difference. So thank you. Thank you. I also love, like recently we had, um, and I don't think I talked about this on the show. I might've talked about it on social media, um, going back to school. So I decided that I thought it would be really fun to get all of the first grade families. So Vinny's going into the, or Vinny went, started the first grade. And so midsummer, I was like, it would be really fun to get all the first grade families together. And one of the traditions that my family has, our little family of three, we like to go to this beach, Golden Gardens in Seattle and have picnic dinners. We often do this on Friday nights in the summer. And so I was like, okay, well, what if I just invite everyone down to Golden Gardens, all the first grade families, so that's 50 families or 50-ish families, and just say like, come on down, bring a picnic dinner, and we're going to host s'mores for everyone on a Sunday evening. And so this was something for me to build. This was super, super fun for me. And I got so many great compliments and such great feedback. People had so much fun. And I immediately was like, I'm doing this again, like in a heartbeat, there will be a second grade family picnic for sure. This was super fun for me to build. This was not a sacrifice. It didn't like it took energy, but 
it gave me exponentially more energy to be like, oh, I got to do that. I got to serve people in this way. This was really fun for me. This is a place where I thrive. I know there's other people who like, I'm glad you did that because it was fun to go, but I would never want to organize it. So there's all sorts of ways. I'm actually thinking of my friend, Natalie too, who like loves to do birthday cakes for people. So she doesn't necessarily want to start like a baking business, but that's her way of being creative, cultivating a passion, connecting with other people, being of service. It's just really fun for her. So for her creating birthday cakes for her families, for her friends, for loved ones, it's just a thing that she does that she's really proud of. And she's built something that she's really proud of being able to post these awesome pictures of cake on cakes online. And she doesn't even have like a business page. She doesn't people, I don't, I mean, I think she's charged money for them here and there, but it's not a full fledged business by any means. It's just a fun thing that she does because it fills her up. And so there's all sorts of ways to build things in all sorts of contexts. But the bottom line is that these are things that serve you while you're being of service to others in many cases. So I'm going to talk through five ways that you can do this and then we'll take it from there. So first thing is become a leader in an organization. So the first thing is building a position of leadership for yourself. And that can look like a lot of different things, but building up space for you to be a leader is really powerful and can be extremely exhilarating. So I actually have a couple of coaching clients right now who are doing this and they are building leadership positions for themselves in the organizations that they're already working in. But they're saying like, hey, I want to come in here and be a leader of women in my workplace. And so they're looking at how they can come in and talk about that and how they can create community around that in their organization, how they can step into a role of leadership in a certain context, in a certain area, and then they can bring other people in to speak to, to train, to learn. That's super, super powerful. So looking at where can you be a leader in an organization? So looking at your current job, how can you step into leadership? And it might be like looking for a promotion, that kind of leadership, or it might be creating a new little nook for yourself somewhere in your current job where you see there's a hole and you say, hey, I'm not even necessarily looking for a promotion. I just see that there's a need here in our organization for someone to take the role of, you know, women in the workplace in this field or like athletes in the workplace. I mean, I know for me, when I was working my hospital job, there was a number of us who would get together and run together and do endurance events together. And it was so, so fun. And that was all because two of the women I worked with were like, Hey, who wants to get together? I mean, this was early on when I was there. It started out with like, who wants to get together and run a 5k? And then there was a bunch of us that just kept doing things together. So becoming a leader in an organization in that way can be like setting up something that's in the context of the organization or that's kind of peripheral in the organization, like more of a social club within an organization, within a professional environment. Both of those can be really, really fantastic things to build that can absolutely like give you so much life at work and so much more positive space at work, which can be really, really awesome and a welcome shift in energy in the workplace. Also, becoming a leader in an organization in a volunteer position. So if you have the opportunity to be volunteering, I know I actually looked into this last, I've looked into this so many times and I've never been able to do it. But Girls on the Run is an organization that I've wanted to support. I've wanted to support them in many ways and I've wanted to be a coach and I've never been able to make it work with my schedule. But to be a leader in that context, I've always thought would be so amazing to go in and be a running coach for girls for, I think the programs are like 10 to 12 weeks long. And you're a running coach for girls in like the fourth-ish grade and you train them to run their first 5k. And so to be able to volunteer in that position, like that is on my bucket list for sure. It's something I've wanted to do forever, but looking for those opportunities where you can be in a volunteer position and be a leader in that way 
can be really powerful. I've also looked into like Habitat for Humanity. Like, could you go spend a week somewhere and be in a volunteer position where you get to be in a leadership position, but being of service at the same time? So that's one thing to build, building a place for you to be a leader. Number two, start a side hustle, build a side hustle. And this can look like a million different things. So this can be a super creative outlet like photography or knitting or painting, like any creative artsy outlet that you have ever wanted to tap into, or maybe you've previously been involved in and just haven't had the time or the space to do it. Could you create space for that? And could you turn it into a side hustle? I actually know a number of people, a number of women who do artsy craftsy kind of things. And then they go to like Christmas fairs and things like that, where they can sell them and make money. And that's super fun for them. And it gets them out of the house. They're like, Hey partner, I'm going to be gone all day on Saturday at my event. And you get to like, go do this grown up thing for a whole day on Saturday. Right. And sit among grownups and have fun talking about whatever you've created. So that's one way to start a side hustle. Another side hustle might be a mom blog where you're being of service and serving a community by sharing your stories or sharing advice or sharing, you know, something in an area where you're an expert that can be super powerful and so fun and such a release when you feel like you might not have that opportunity for that release and in any other areas of your life. Another way to start a side hustle is network marketing business. And now this is super controversial. I actually got a review a few months ago that someone was highly offended that I had had any conversation about network marketing on my show. And I can't remember the words. It was like, I don't know that I was like brainwashing all of you or something. It was the review was, it was hilarious. I'm not going to lie. I completely laughed my head off. But so here's the thing about network marketing for women. It is a massive social outlet. Like, let's be honest, your friends who are doing Beauty Counter and Beachbody and Stella and Dot and LuLaRoe, some of them are making great money. Let's, I'm not going to deny that at all. But for a lot of them, it's a great outlet. It's a great place to have a social connection. And if you're making a little bit of money, awesome. I don't at all want you to get involved in something where you're losing money, you're losing street sleep, it's overly stressful. That is like not at all the point. But there are so many great ways for women to connect with each other in network marketing businesses. If that lights you up, go do that. Don't do it if it doesn't. I'm not at all here to say it's for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone, but it's definitely for a certain kind of person and a person who wants to have this side thing that lights them up, that fills them up, that allows them to contribute to their family in a small way or maybe a big way and also gives them a little bit of a social outlet too because those are often those two things play hand in hand in network marketing businesses. You get that social outlet with the business building as well, which can be super fun. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not gonna tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? 
This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. So I love network marketing businesses for women. If you can find one that's a good fit for you, that is in like high integrity and, and congruent with your the integrity of your values as well. And then another way to start a side hustle is consult on the side of your day job. And so I've seen a lot of women do this. Oh my gosh. And this can be so profitable where you, maybe you work in HR or maybe you work in finance or maybe you work in like some sort of corporate setting. And if you don't have a non-compete, you could also be doing this on the side, especially if you've been doing it for a long time and you might just serve a couple people on the side and it might be really fun for you. I've had friends do this where they've had like a couple They've been working in a corporate environment nine to five, but then they've also had, you know, some sort of contact from back in the day reaches out and like, hey, if you ever need more hours or whatever, we have some work for you on the side. And it's a company that they love with a contact that they love. And it's just fun work. And that can happen a lot. You know, if you've been doing the same thing for a long time and you have kind of this book of business and people that you've served over time, sometimes you can get those really great side gigs that can light you up. Because let's be honest, oftentimes people are staying in their nine to fives because they want the benefits and the stability, but they aren't loving the work. It's not They're not always working in their passion. And sometimes you can do consulting on the side that is more in your passion, more in your zone of genius and really lights you up. So there's a few ways to start a side hustle there. And by the way, PS, any of those side hustles could evolve into something bigger. They don't have to. You don't have to ever go into it with that in mind. I did not start this podcast thinking that I would eventually build a business around it. I just started it off as a side hustle and a creative outlet. So you get to absolutely choose if you just want to like try something on and see how it goes and see if you like it. The third way to build something, start a business. You can totally start a business. And so this might be a side hustle that evolves into something bigger. This might be taking the business that you've been doing forever in a corporate setting and turning that into a business. This might be you've been in the context of being a stay-at-home mom and you've decided to start a business. So many great ways and great reasons to start a business. And I absolutely think that that is a great... I mean, obviously, this I'm on my third business. So you know I'm, I'm a huge advocate for starting a business. I don't believe in like walking away from one thing before you start the next. I don't believe in like, you know, leaping the net will appear. I believe you build the net over time and then you gently walk across it. But absolutely, starting a business is something that you can build and you can decide how big you want to build it. For, you know, do you want to go all in? Do you want to just have it be something little teeny tiny? for the first few years on the side of your nine to five job or while you're also being a stay-at-home mom. But that's a great way to build something that allows you to tap into your strengths and tap into areas of your identity that maybe you're not currently able to tap into. Number four, create a community. Building a community, I think is so much fun. So I 
when I look back at things that I've done in my career that have felt the best, it's all been around building community. And I didn't make that connection for quite a while. I didn't make the connection that like, that's what I really love. And that's where I really shine. But creating community for me is just everything. And so whether I'm creating community in my business or I'm creating community by like having, you know, a family picnic with 50 families down at the beach, building community, creating community is really, really important for me. It's really fun for me. It's absolutely lights me up. It fuels me. It makes me feel really good. It just has a huge positive impact on my identity. So creating community can look like a lot of different things. It can be hosting events. I mean, the example that I just gave, like invite all of the families from your kid's grade to a picnic, invite all of the moms from your kid's class out for mom's night. Like everyone just meets at a somewhere where you can all grab a drink together or maybe you all go bowling together or you do a paint and sip night together or you all get pedicures together or whatever. Maybe it is starting a book club or starting a wine club or starting a knitting circle. I know I've used this example before. My friend and her, a group of her friends all wanted to learn how to knit. So they just started a knitting circle. But creating community can be so, so fun. You can also... This can be a little more time consuming and sometimes it's a lot to bite off, but you can start a local Facebook group of moms and you can make it hyper-focused. You can make it like, you know... North Seattle moms of single children or North Seattle moms of twins. Like you can make it focused by neighborhood, focused by niche, North Seattle moms of kindergartners, whatever you want it to be. But you can make these hyper-focused local groups where you get to build community around super specific places people are at in their lives. And that can be really, really fun and impactful as well. And I know I'm in a number of local groups that people have started. And you have to have really good boundaries around it to be like, hey, like I'm building this as community service. So like, please treat it respectfully because otherwise you can sometimes get like, local yahoos who come in and do all sorts of inappropriate things. But people are often really gentle and gracious and grateful when someone steps up and says, Hey, I want to build this community and just know that like, I'm volunteering my time to do this. I'm doing it in my free time. I'm going to moderate it as, you know, as carefully as I can. But I also have these expectations of people being respectful and thoughtful and intentional around how they interact and those kinds of things. And people are generally really open around that and positive about that. And then number five, the fifth way to build something that you're ridiculously proud of is to build a network. And so building a network different than a community. So when I think of community, it's not necessarily professionally oriented, although it could be, but building a network is more professionally oriented. And so that might be around building a community or building a network around people in your profession. It might be building a network within an organization where people can be connected because of a certain, you know, identifying mark, like, you know, women leadership in your organization. It might be building a network of, you know, Seattle lawyer moms. I know I got to speak for this group about a year ago really great group in Seattle. And it was a group of women who worked downtown, downtown Seattle, and they all worked in finance. It was called Moms in Finance. And I went and did this talk for them. And it was this woman who just got together. It was like 30 moms who work in finance in downtown Seattle. And we met up at Charles Schwab and they do like lunch and learns, I think like once a month or something, but that's a great way to build a network. Like women that have a few things in common. So we're all moms. We all work downtown. We all work in finance. That's an amazing network and an amazing community to build. And when you have a network like that, you can leverage each other in really powerful ways, personally and professionally. So the network piece is a little, I think has a little more of a professional angle to it more so than the creating or building a community. But I think that can be highly valuable and purposeful and can feel really good, especially if you're in one of those jobs that can just feel super high stress, 
can often feel like there's a disconnect from the human touch. I think that can be really, really powerful. So again, five ways to build something you're ridiculously proud of is become a leader in an organization, start a side hustle, start a business, create a community or build a network. I think any of those can just be profoundly impactful. And I want to know, like, if you're doing this already, let me know, comment on the Facebook page or in our Facebook group or over on Instagram for the post from this episode, because I would love to know how you are building things that you're ridiculously proud of. I think this is such an important part of our identity as moms, that we are building things outside of motherhood, outside of marriage. So I want to know what you're building. So share this episode out to inspire other mamas to get more shameless and build more things. And let me know what you're building too. Mamas, before you carry on with your day, do not forget to pop over and grab your Shameless MomCon 2020 tickets. They are on super sale with a special discount for buddy tickets for a very limited time. Go over to shamelessmomcon.com to get your tickets today. That's shamelessmomcon.com. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.